it is becoming way too commonplace for these type of endings after an exciting first four quarters of football for the Chicago Bears as they drop another exciting game, this time to the Detroit Lions, 30-31. to 31. And so many ups and downs, so many things to get into, and we're going to break it all down right here on the Bears post-game show on the Sports Cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, and Paul Shamari throughout the show. I'm your host, Mike Mercado. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And the now 3-7 and seven Bears have found their quarterback, who did make a mistake and might have cost them, but not as much as their kicker. It just seems to be a... Same story, different day, but really fast. Let's get through some of these numbers so we can talk about what we saw at Soldier Field. Justin Fields goes 12 for 20, 167 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. But on the ground with 13 carries, 147 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Khalil Herbert, before getting hurt with 10 carries for 57 yards. David Montgomery, nine carries for 30 Seven And on the receiving end, you have Cole Komet going four for 74 and two receiving touchdowns. Darnell Mooney gets four receptions for 57 on his own. Chase Claypool, only one reception for eight yards and was only on for about 20% of plays. But I also want to hit on some of these numbers, Marvelous, and get your thoughts on this. 408 total yards, 150 through the air, but 240. 58 on the ground and one of the big numbers that is going to be a tale of this game nine penalties for 86 yards marvelous a lot of good a lot of bad some frustrating some intriguing your thoughts on what we saw between the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions well you covered it all it's pretty much the same uh, story as last week a game in the 30s it should have been one could have been one it wasn't one and, uh, I mean, the offense has been excellent. Uh, the 258 yards is, is tremendous. And uh, and the Bears seem to have found their quarterback, 147 yards rushing for fields. So those are all good things. Uh, the bad things are they had 98 yards in penalties and uh, inopportune times, nine penalties. And um, they were unable to convert an extra point, which Santos has been very good with. And then after the touchdown by fields, which resulted in the missed extra point, they allowed the other team to go from their own nine-yard line in eight plays for the what turned out to be the winning score. So that was very unfortunate to uh, to, to see. But uh, for a three and seven team, how can we say they're on the upswing? It's an interesting thing. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think more than we can talk about all the stats and all the plays that we saw. You know, I think a lot of this conversation, and it's going to be something we're going to have to adjust our football brains with. How we speak about this Bears team and every single one of these outcomes for the next seven games. You know, because if you think about it, I would say it's hard to be excited about the season when you know they're not going to win a lot of games and they can't win these type of games. But the excitement of they are putting 30 points up. The guy who's doing it looks good. And you are entertained for two and a half hours. And I wonder how Bear fans are going to be able to console themselves, to rectify that in their own brains of they're not necessarily. And and let's be 100% honest with this marvelous one. This was the best outcome for the Bears again. Their draft stock just went up. Fields balled out. We saw some passing touchdowns. He made a mistake that he can now 
work on. And I actually think that mistake was a good indicator of what happens when Fields either gets ahead of himself or if he's going to be able and or if he's able to forget the last play. And when he threw that interception, a dumb interception, something that we don't expect from him anymore, even though it's still a young player, we expect more from him at this point. He responds back. And, you know, Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator for the Bears, is going to take a lot of credit and going to do, I should even say take a lot of credit. He's going to do the very stereotypical, that was just a play call. But we know Fields is, they're, they're designed plays for him, but he's also making magic. And I think that's something that we haven't seen in the position of quarterback ever. I mean, you could say Sid Lugman, but besides Walter Payton, right, in his position, Gail Sayers in his position, and Brian Urlacher and Devin Hester, there have not been quarterbacks that are El Mago of the gridiron like we have seen in Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. Absolutely correct. And uh, uh, you mentioned the uh, inopportune interception. Fields has really improved on getting rid of the ball when he's rather than taking a sack. But that was a case where he threw a pass that I don't know who he was looking for exactly, but looked like there were <laughs> there were more uh, of the Lions jerseys that had a chance for it. So it, it just has to cut down. That was a big mistake, and it turned the game around really. So um, that was bad. But uh, you know, I'm I'm a little bummed out by the whole thing. I mean. To, to do all that, I mean, I guess I feel like Fields. I did all. I'm exhausted from trying to carry the team to victory, and I've scored over 30 points and two straight games, and yet I have nothing to show for it. So that's got to be very discouraging. Do you think that this is something that he's going to use as motivation? That the organization is going to use as motivation? How do you harness this for not only the rest of the season but moving forward? I mean, can you harness this for next week against Atlanta? Can you? Uh, like, how can the Bears take advantage of all this? Because this is a winnable game. The difference between being three and seven and four and six in today's NFL changes the entire vibes. So right. I'm wondering just what, how, how can you use this and turn it around? Besides just more of seeing Justin improve, mm -hmm. can you see improvement from the rest of this team? Does it right. matter if you see improvement for the rest of this team? Because how many of these dudes are going to be on the roster next season? Well, you're right about that, but I mean, I, I'm looking forward for the short term. You talk about Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Well, Atlanta has a terrible run defense. In fact, against Carolina this week, they had somebody, Deonta Foreman. Have you heard of him? Yeah, Foreman. Yeah, over, a fantasy, over, a fantasy over, darling. Over 150 yards. Yeah. So if he can do 150, yeah. we should be able to do. Freels and company should be able to do 150 himself, like he did today, and maybe 300. But it's it's sad because I was really hoping for a win today. I mean, I didn't think they might would beat Miami, but this was, I marked this as a win. And then it's with momentum going into an Atlanta team that's struggling and it's very unfortunate. And then they have the Jets and I thought they'd maybe be six and six playing Green Bay again. And maybe now it is best to try to get a high draft pick, even though I don't want them to tank. But, you know, but it's, it, I found this very discouraging, this, even more so than Miami personally. So we are talking about this team in so many ways when it comes to the offense and how they're going to, develop and how they respond and what we're seeing and then the defense gets gutted and we talk about the offseason for polls and the 100 million plus that he has and his draft picks but when is this team and i'm asking for anybody who's listening to us follow us on twitter at sports cubicle tv let us know let us know in the comment section below if you're on youtube.com slash mercado airwaves network marvelous you scouted a lot you've coached a lot 
when does it start counting of this team needs to learn how to win? Because they're going to invest a lot next year. So they're going to bring in guys. They're going to bring in studs, unicorns, those guys, and hopefully take the step that Tua did with Miami and Jalen Hurts did with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But when do you start to learn to win? You beat New England, but you did lose to Dallas. You did lose to Miami. You have lost now to Detroit. And when on. does this team start learning to win? Well, you have to learn how to win by doing the right things. You have to get some first downs and then kill four minutes on the clock and you yeah. win this game. That, that's the way you do it. You don't go three and out. And, uh, you know, it's uh, and the defense has to not allow a 91-yard drive you know, to, in, in the fourth quarter. So they, what's the answer? The answer is you have to have better technique and better and and, and better focus on doing these things because they could have closed out this game. They really could have, and they didn't. And uh, Detroit is not exactly uh, the, the best team in the league, shall we say. And so um, that's why I'm worried about, you know, their morale now, frankly, because uh, this Atlanta team will have had a 10-day break because they played Thursday. They'll have plenty of time to prepare, and look what happened when the Bears had extra time to prepare for New England. So this game now worries me more than it did. I thought this might have been another win down in the Dome in Atlanta, but uh, this team has got to be very discouraged right now because I am, because you, you you pour your heart out and you don't get a win. It's, it's, it, that's, that's a killer to me. <laughs> now, would you rather this Bears team have won that game, or would you have rather have seen – Justin get another shot and lose the game. Where are you with where he's going to be in his development? Because again, I think the outcome, you can make an argument either way, but when you're watching this game, are you looking for do you want to see, for example, Detroit score fast in those scenarios to see, okay, well, what could Justin do with one minute on the clock? What can he do with 50 seconds left? What can he do with two minutes? Are, are you watching the game like that now? I caught myself when it when when Santos missed that field goal, wondering, well, there's a good chance now we're gonna have to see Fields go marching down the field and put them in field goal position at the very least. Yeah. Are you watching it that way now? When are you're doing the math and you're counting down the seconds to mm-hmm. see what kind of opportunity you're gonna get to watch him once again? Yeah, I mean, particularly because Santos has been automatic and um, field goals for sure. He still has a streak of field goals, which would mean the extra point being a little bit closer should be automatic on that, too. That was quite surprising. The, I don't know if there was a problem with the hole. It looked like it was okay. It looked like he just shanked it, frankly. So that, that was bad. But in terms of uh, the overall ability to come back, I mean, it looked like they had enough time uh, and, they, and they had the necessary weapons. I mean, there was one play where Komet got knocked to the ground. It looked, it looked like he got hurt. I don't think he played the rest of the game. It was like a few minutes left. So that was discouraging because that was another weapon they didn't have. And Herbert was a little bit dinged up. So they didn't have their full weapons on the last drive either. So that probably didn't help. But uh, I I like their offense now. And they do the tricky things like the end around and, you know, Pettis. They do a handoff and they'll do the – they're throwing the commit more. So I like the the diversification of the offense. I think that they when they're using fields, you know, he's able to run and elude everybody in a – couple plays i mean he was dead to rights and he got away somehow so uh, he's really shown some amazing skill in that regard but uh you know what the bottom line is don't you w <laughs> yeah i mean it's the nfl right a win's a win it's a win is a win and when you lose and it's so close in these and you were up 
by a few, you know, by double digits heading into the second half. Like there was a lot of uh, heading into the fourth quarter. That is, there is a lot of what should have been, what could have been. You have to close out that game. And we are here actually breaking down as the Chicago Bears fall to the Detroit Lions 30 to 31, moving their record now to three and seven. Justin Fields, 12 for 20, 167 passing yards, two touchdowns and an interception. But on the ground on 13 carries, 147 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Marvelous one. I wanted to get into what we saw from the Lions for a second, just to give you an idea of how decimated this team is right now when it comes to the the defensive side and what Ryan Pulse did for the future. I'm on Ross St. Brown with 10 receptions on 11 targets, 119 yards. Brock Wright, their tight end, gets a touchdown. And on the ground, they have Jamal Williams carry the ball 16 times for 59 yards and a touchdown. The Andre Swift only carries the ball six times. And, you know, this isn't a fantasy show, but very interesting to see how Dan Campbell and the offense run this with such a talented running back and such a dynamic thunder and lightning and how the the splits are, the carries are split, but he has himself a touchdown. Um, there's no hope coming. There is, we saw one big play on the, from a line, the linebacker, the kid show up and, and make a big defensive play. But I mean, it was a tough day for the secondary. Mm. Jalen had a really tough day. Like there is no, no light at the end of the tunnel for the, for this defense, right. For this season, yeah. at least. Well, what jumped out at me was a couple things. The, the Lions had two penalties the whole game for 15 yards. And some might argue that the, that, 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 that we jab by the, by the zebras, <laughs> you know, that's always a, an argument people make, but uh, whether it be true or not, I mean, the, uh, it was even, you know, the time of possession, it was like, and, and the total plays 59 to 58 for Lions. So uh, it was a pretty even game. And statistically, they out first down to us 25 to 19 and five of 11. They did on third down. We did six of 11. So, I mean, uh, all in all, it was a game that was there to win. They just, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate. Again, I hate to be negative, but now I'm afraid of the rest of the season in terms of their ability to win games against teams that are better than Detroit. <laughs> How much are you actually worried about wins and losses? Big picture. I know small picture every Sunday, the wins matter, right? We're fans. Whether or not we break the games down, we're fans, right? We want them to win. But I, how hard has it been for you? And I know you've been asked as a Bears fan to do this a lot. But particularly this season, when you actually can see that the meal is actually being cooked, you can see the turkey and Justin Fields like actually looks pretty delicious. So with that, are you okay? If I were to tell you the Bears are only going to win two more games this season, would you be okay with that? <laughs> I mean, normally I wouldn't be, but now, I mean, obviously your goal was to make the playoffs and that's, and I still thought it was a remote possibility until today because uh, now basically to be, they'd have to lose only one more game to finish above 500. <laughs> they'd have to go six and one. So, and that isn't going to happen. So I, I think that they need to show consistent offense. And I'm not as concerned about the wins and losses anymore because, like I say, the wins and losses are important in terms of your ability to go to the postseason. And if there's no postseason, then it doesn't matter as much to me. So if you're with that outlook, what do you want to see from Justin? moving forward in this aspect we've talked mm -hmm. a lot about our hopes but yeah if justin fields let's say this is him right 
Yeah. But there's it's only going to be a better version of him. So whatever you think he needs to work on gets a little bit better. It, it gets a little bit more fine soon. But mm-hmm. he never becomes Justin Herbert in the pocket. Yeah. Let's say that. Let's say it's just this is him and the things he does good, he becomes great at. Are you okay with that? Because I hear a lot of people, especially after last week, heading into what we just saw against Detroit, we're poo-pooing the idea of, this isn't good enough. He needs to be a pocket passer. He needs to do his. I think that that's just a, and I don't know if it's, I think, I don't know if it's people being stubborn or it's just hard to change old habits, but quarterbacks aren't the same anymore. They're just not. Now, it, it might, at the end of the day, Tom Brady might win another Super Bowl this year, right? Like we, anything can happen in the NFL, but if to get the best out of Justin Fields is to do what they're doing now. Is that good enough? Can Bears fans, can NFL fans live with that? Because mm-hmm. I, I see, I find it very fascinating, just as a, a philosophy thing for the fandom, that mm-hmm. people are not okay with that. People are still not cool with, but he can't throw 340 yards and three touchdowns. But how many times have we seen Justin Herbert throw 340 yards, three touchdowns, and the Chargers can't win anything? So mm-hmm. are, do you think, would you be okay with, this is him, it's just going to get better for what he does. Right. Well, for this year, yeah. But what they need to do then is surround him with, with more weapons, another quality receiver, a better line. And the defense needs to shore up the linebacking for now. And the secondary is has been pretty well riddled with the, the, the other team. But our running game is good. And I think that's going to be the strength. And you'll see that next week, I think, against – the uh, Atlanta team because they're not good against the run. So that field should have a, a field's day. <laughs> and uh, and so I expect that, but that's going to be the pattern. They're going to, it looks like that's the way they're going with establishing him as a runner and having some diversification and, you know, some, some uh, passing to the tight end, which they didn't do before. So there's a lot of things good about this, but again, this year, if we consider it gone for playoffs, I'd like to see them do whatever needs to be done in 23 to be a playoff contender. That's obviously the goal for me and should be for them. So, I mean, the coach is doing some coach talk today, and it's a hard thing for him to do to talk to the press. And, you know, it's just uh, they need to obviously make some adjustments and that on defense particularly because now the defense is giving up 30 points a game twice in a row. (laughs) Yeah, and I I wonder how much – Matt Eberflus is going to get the brunt end of this. And I, I wonder how much Ryan Poles and the front office kind of give them leeway, knowing full well that they got rid of Robert Quinn, that they got rid of Roquan Smith, that they brought in and drafted a bunch of kids to play in the secondary with Jalen, like there and 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 Eddie Jackson. Like there is a lot of I wonder a defensive specialist mm-hmm. coming into this how he's getting reviewed for it and how next year, and we'll find out next season how much they believe he could coach up the talent and how much he's going to need the assistance of bringing in top tier talent for his defense. Uh, I think for Bears fans, it's, it's a bummer. It's, you know, it's the equivalent of, of reeling in, putting a nice fish on the line and it's snapping and getting back in the water right before you brought it into shore. It's just one of those things. You like you you felt a lot of the excitement. You were almost there and you couldn't quite. And and it that's gonna be a bummer. That's gonna yeah. 
But I think Bears fans are smart enough now. I think there's a lot of great executives in all different sports in this city. There's great journalists. We know what's happening. I'm. It's not your responsibility as a Bears fan to think this way. Mm-hmm. Ride or die with your team on wins and losses. Enjoy or hate your Sunday. That is your right. That's your privilege as a sports fan. But if you're looking for the, all right, now that I'm done with that, what is the actual rational thing? Everything is going to be fine. At least it looks that way. You would have loved to have won this game, but you have seen some interesting things. And again, if you are not sure about this, how good would Detroit have looked had Justin been on the other side? Always mm-hmm. just start thinking about swapping that talent. Right now, at, you know, breaking the fourth wall as we're having this conversation, we're watching this game between Minnesota and Buffalo. And it just, there is crazy talent, but look how good Kirk Cousins looks with TJ Hawkinson, with mm-hmm. Adam Thielen, and with Justin Jefferson. Now, what happens when Justin Fields, who now has to be respected as a passer and a thrower, as a thrower, as a passer, as a runner, as a football player, all the intangibles, all the little things that you want to mark for or against him, he does. So now you got to be honest. Defenses do if they bring in those talents. But marvelous, we're going to be on Twitter at SportsCubicleTV, seeing how everybody responds to this, of course, on the comment section below. Any final thoughts as the Chicago Bears fall to the Detroit Lions 30-31? to An exciting game, but once again, the Bears fall a little short. It's exhausting being a Chicago fan sometimes. <laughs> That's way my bottom line. And uh, uh, the Bears, um, I still think, are on the right track, but the, the math... <laughs> isn't showing that yet so that's that's the trade-off and uh there's a lot of positive statistics offensively two straight games lost by uh, single possessions where both teams scored 30 points so i mean obviously you either got to score more than they do <laughs> one way or the other either by getting them better deep either by holding the other team better or by scoring more points, but I don't think they're going to score much more points. I think the defense is going to end up being the key here to wins in the future. We want to know your thoughts. We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. The Chicago Bears fall to the Detroit Lions 30 to 31, moving their record to three and seven. We got a lot left here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. It's Devin Tingle. It's Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado.